Hello everyone and welcome back to Straight White Whale. My name is Darren Connell. This is episode 28, so you should know that by now. Thank you very much for joining us again. Before we get into the madness and the nonsense and the silliness, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsor. I think it's their last week of sponsoring the podcast. I'll need to double check. So thank you very much to Arguing Co, a legal firm based in Glasgow. They've been sponsoring the podcast for the last four weeks. And basically what they do is employment law or personal injury law. And if you're struggling with that, if you need advice, if you need help, get in touch with them. The details will be up on the screen. If it's not up on the screen, it will be in the link on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So if you're struggling with that, get in touch with them. They're good people. I know Alan. Like I've said many times, I don't get random people that I don't know to sponsor the podcast. I went to school with Alan. So even if you feel like you need help for a lawyer and it's not those two things, just get in touch with him. He'll be able to help you. And if he can't help you, he will point you in the right direction. So there we go. And if you get a claim in, I went 15% because I pointed you in the right direction. You know what I mean? <laughs> is that how it works? Hi. Okay. Well, I feel like I'm a gangster. I feel like I'm dressed up. I'm a cast member of The Sopranos. So give me 15% or you're getting stabbed with a, col- a colony. A canoni. A can- what are you trying to say? A cannoli. A cannoli. <laughs> you got to stab them with dessert. Aye. <laughs> and then eat the evidence. That is a genius foolproof plan. Freeze it. Freeze it in the freezer. Stab somebody with it. Let it defrost and then eat it. Yeah, man, I've just came up <laughs> with an idea. In fact, I got a flashback there. I'm sure that's an actual story. I remember that for high school. Is it no... In prison, they'll stab people with ice, like... They'll shave ice into the shape of a knife, keep wow. it in the freezer, take it out and stab people with it, and then it, it just melts. That's crazy. I think that's, you know, if you just leave it in body heat, it'll just melt the fucking the evidence. That might be in a movie. In prison, the favourite term is a shank. A shank, that's right. I believe they melt down a toothbrush, and then they'll pass it to someone in a yard, and then they'll stab you on the buttocks. <laughs> Sounds like you liked that though. Um, <laughs> did you ever have any wee guys or date yourself make a shank and take uh, I can't, mate. We went to a school in Bishop Briggs. We never had shanks. Oh, right, okay. I went to a school in Carntown. We had shanks, uh, mate. You brushed your teeth with a shank. <laughs> <laughs> my dad had a shank. <laughs> I remember one time in Techie, yeah. I accidentally stabbed my horn, like there. And it left a wee gaping hole. It was like a proper hole, an actual hole. Would you stab your arm with? It was, see, this is how stupid I'm at. It was some type of tool. Right, okay. Uh, but it wasn't a knife. It was just a, a corner of a tool. What, a chisel? Was, chisel, mate. <clears throat> right. Why did I not know that word? I've got something wrong with me, man. I'm only 34. I'm going to die before mate, we are, we are middle class. We pay people to do our work. We don't, Aye. We don't touch tools. <laughs> <laughs> Stabbed myself in the horn and I went to the office and the office was like, ah, you need stitches, you need to go to Stop Paul and get stitches. Mm-hmm. And my techie teacher was like, ah, yeah, but a fucking bat, just fucking wrap that, run it. Never even wrapped a band-aid, run it. It was like a cloth or something. <laughs> fucking man up. Craft and daft. Is that so, what it was called at your school? Craft and daft. Because uh-huh. you uh, had to be daft to pick craft and design. Aye, found it. Craft and daft. <laughs> found it. <laughs> 
Was there a credit crafting design? Or would have been one, no? Nah. No, just all found it. Was your techie teacher an alky? No, but it was a, a weirdo. I think that comes with the, the territory, doesn't it? Most teachers are weirdos, aren't they? Sorry if you are watching. I think you need to be a weirdo to be a teacher. Remember alky teachers? You don't get alky teachers anymore. Times have changed. Aye, doubt they do. We had a, I don't want to even tell what subject he is because people will know who it is, but when he came in, you're just like, ah, fucking hell, man. He's been pounding it. You're steaming. But see if you've done that now. See if you walked into a workplace thinking of booze. It's crazy how times have changed. Aye, the winds would fucking put you on Snapchat. Aye. If you're ripping the country, you're hungover. Aye. Um, we had, I had an alcoholic teacher and she was my English teacher, Mrs. Husband's. Oh. Um, maybe nobody's gonna fucking watch us and know who she is, but um, I don't even know what her first name is, but no dogs now. Um, and she, I went into um that class after lunch the day that Dunblane happened, oh, wow. and she was sitting just bawling her eyes out, like uncontrollably, so like snotting up, pure, <laughs> like couldn't get the words out. But she was always fucking steaming drunk. And then I had another English teacher in fifth year, and she would take happy pills, mate. She, you would walk into that class we'd have double english on a wednesday morning you'd walk into that class five past nine after reggie she'd be sitting there with her face tripped off she'd take pills out, openly just pop a couple of pills in the class and then like fucking half an hour 45 minutes later she'd be fucking on the ceiling wow pure manic i wonder what what wonder what they were what's her pills it wouldn't be ekkies with it no but it would they were prescription but oh, whatever right. meth like Aye. fucking Uppers, like shit to, you know, G up a wee bit. I wow, don't know. man. The the opposite of Allium, whatever the fuck that is. Legal speed or something. Aye, mate, for sure. But she'd be on the fucking roof, like pure giggling giddy. That's crazy. Aye, man. She was hot, man. That gave me a flashback there. I remember I got diet pills for the doctor once. And uh, you're supposed to eat healthy as well. Mm -hmm. And obviously I never done that. So you're getting... It's like, whatever you do, do not drink alcohol. I'm like, don't worry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Two days later, I'm at a barbecue with my cousin, out my nut, <laughs> getting, <laughs> getting, getting lines as well. I was taking oh, lines. So I was taking, what this diet pill does, I can't remember what it's called, right? But you're supposed to have a very healthy diet and you take the diet pill and it takes the fat out of the food that you eat and right. then it goes out of your system. So see when you go to the bathroom and do a number two, essentially it's like olive oil's been coming out your ass isn't it? basically I, i've seen a bathroom after somebody that's been taking them that's it's, it's smashed fuck at it like so my diet wasn't healthy right i was drinking alcohol and i was taking some stuff and uh within 15 minutes a neighbor was like ah mate you look gray like paper mache gray <laughs> and i was like my cousin stays on my street right so i was like i'm going run i need to sleep man i felt like i get up with a fucking tranquilizer dirt uh, like i need to sleep man i need to sleep <laughs> and uh <laughs> walked walked it round towards my house and before i even got the front to the front door i shat my pants full-blown shat my pants do you know i think i might have said this on the podcast before apologies if we repeat ourselves i know we kind of talk about the same stuff sometimes but i caked and shite my belt my denims my shoes took them all off Put them in the green wheelie bin, right? Walked upstairs and just lay face down in my bed. And my dad just was like, ah, are you all right? You just <laughs> walked in, walked upstairs. You never even said all right. So a big shitey bum. That's my experience with that. Are you all right? You're like, they look all right. I was like, literally, like, I need sleep. 
<laughs> I used to, that's hilarious, mate. They diet pills can't be good for you. I've seen somebody that, like I said, I've seen that man. It looks like somebody's washed a fucking frying pan in the toilet, man. It's yeah. just pure fat floating about, man. Weird. Diet pills are dodgy. We've spoke about that before. Give you well. a slimy shite. Oh, horrific. You do a right. shite and you're just like, I'm going to die, man. I'm dying. <laughs> There's something wrong with me. I'm going to die. I've got four months left. <laughs> it's no it's no normal. But then I shouldn't no. have... Uh, you should be eating healthy. <laughs> I remember ones you can buy in boots are like fiber capsules. They're diet pills though. But they've not got anything in them that will give you a, a buzz. So it's like a carb blocker and it will make you go to the toilet. Aye, clears you out, doesn't it? So for some stupid fucking reason, I decided to have like beef tacos. So <laughs> I be essentially, I had a fucking bowl of mince, right? <laughs> and then I took these tablets and then I went to an AA meeting and I spent the entire meeting just doing a shite. <laughs> I never oh, even no. done the meeting. I was just like, two seconds, I need the toilet. Sat in the toilet for like 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, oh, you knew <laughs> you're coming off the bevy and all that. They thought I was going through a detox. I was like, no, nah, diet pills. So you were like renting and transport and you're like, no, oh. mate, I've been taking these fiber pills. It's like I've ate 25 Weetabix. Oh, mate. I know. For fuck's sake, man. I shot myself church once. Oh, really? Aye, man. It was at St. Bernadette's in Carntine. Chapel. It's a Catholic one. That is chapel. Aye, aye. I don't worry, I'm a shite Catholic as well. I'm not even a Catholic, mate. I only go into the fucking the house of God for funerals and <laughs> weddings. <laughs> and I used to go to school to get an early lunch. I used to let you out of class 15 minutes, 20 minutes early. It was a 10 minute mass and then you got to go to the front of the dinner queue. <clears throat> I was a proper Catholic then, mate. <clears throat> but uh, I think I was about... It's a, it's a cloudy memory, so I must have been about like five. Mm. And I was right down the fucking second or third row. And you had to walk the full length of the church, which when you're five was like a fucking marathon. And then you went through a door <laughs> and then it took you into like a sort of, sort of annex next to it. And you had to walk the, like a corridor, the full length of the church again. And it was just like one toilet. And I went down, somebody in. And I was, <laughs> I was busting for a shite. And I fucking shit myself. And that's not the funny bit. I, I like creeped back down the side of the church <laughs> so that I did, you know, like you're pure sh ashamed. So that nobody seen and I went down and I was like, dad, like pure dad. And he's like, what? And I was like, I've pooed myself probably, but I've shit myself. And he literally ankle and wristed me right up the middle aisle, pure. <laughs> Fuck's sake, man, that's rotten, man. <laughs> fucking hell. People from my school were there, like everybody from fucking, you know, all, all my pals were there. I was literally getting carried by my ankles and my wrist. With my dad pure going, oh my God, because it was probably fucking rank. Then I get fucking sat in a sink. Oh no, And fucking man. cleaned up, man. Your dad cleaned mate. you? Uh, oh. My mom, maybe my mom came up and fucking, but probably like, Alice, get him fucking. <laughs> that's your Wayne. No, my fucking Wayne. But I, that was my thing, mate. I'm surprised I don't have a complex about shitting myself. See the way like people need a shite, no panic, and have like panic, people get me to a toilet because they've maybe shat themselves a couple yeah. of times, don't trust themselves. Never really got that. Um, kind of always, just, I think I get exposed to the shame so much with my dad talking about it to everybody for like 20 years. That I just ended up laughing at it. Yeah. Just having a buzz. I, I shot myself in my ass. <laughs> Aye. That was a sure sign that God didn't love me, mate. 
I had that, I know, I remember once uh, I was at a party and I shot my pants <laughs> when I was 18 and there was a couple of older guys there, like my brother's mates, nice. and for years they used to fucking slaughter me for it and eventually I was just like that, ah, mate, I was fucking mad way at a party, shut up, like you're fucking weirdo, mm-hmm. like are you trying to make this weird about me, like I shot my pants, I remember actually doing that in front of birds, here I shot my pants at a party, they're trying to fucking slaughter me. I mm-hmm. shot my pants when I was mad with it. Mm-hmm. Big fucking whoop they do. And they were just like, oh, there you go. Okay. Aye. Fucking pump cheese, one each. <laughs> one each. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. So how have you been since last week, mate? I, don't I always like to ask you that question. I know. I don't know why, mate, but I'm so happy today. Yes. Is it the sun shining? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it was the tears of govern that's making me happy. Yes. Combination of the sunshine and... um the was currently sitting the day after Rangers' monumental Europa League defeat. So yes, um, I'm happy, mate. A bluebird actually landed on my shoulder today, walking to the podcast. Did that? And yep, I says good morning, and it done that zip doo <laughs> <laughs> So that's why I was late today. I had a, right. a sing along with a bluebird. Did you? Aye. We've got like I'm not going to be bitter, but I've got a lot of uh, Rangers supporting family <laughs> and friends. And uh, I'm not going to lie, last night was just pure euphoria. Like, in my flat, by myself, <laughs> when the German keeper saved, I just let out this fucking mad squeal that was just, like, pure happiness, man. Aye. Oh, unbelievable. I, I don't... People will be like, that's negative, and you shouldn't be like that. You should support your team. i seen Lorraine Kelly tweeted last night how she didn't understand how Scottish people wouldn't support a Scottish team in Europe. And I was just like, you should not support football. Mm-hmm. You just don't get it, man. Yeah. See, if you don't get it, it's fine. See, if you don't get the tribalism, but that's what makes it fun. Yes. See, if you're like, no, I actually enjoy watching the football. It's like, well, I think you're only getting like half out of it. Like, yeah. I do enjoy watching a game of football, but... It's the same reason why you want England to lose. There, there shouldn't be... You shouldn't be offended by that. Like, it's a game Aye. of football. The fans of the opposite team should want your team to get beat. Uh-huh. I'm under no illusions and would never ever say to a Rangers fan, unless it was for banter, yeah. you should be supporting Celtic in Europe. Like, they don't like us. We don't like them. It's yeah. fine. Just accept it and just enjoy the joy that comes when they get fucking beat. You know what I mean? You can have a very healthy um, rivalry. Very healthy. And that doesn't mean it's bigoted or anything Aye, like mate. that. I said this to my missus last night. I am not a religious bigot. I do not dislike Protestant people. I dislike Rangers. Yeah. I dislike the institution. I dislike the Union Jack. Mm. I don't like the Queen. Like I don't like anything. See all that? Like monarchy, Britishness, traditionalism, conservatives. I hate all of that. That just goes yeah. against everything I believe in. So I naturally don't like them. So when I see them greeting on the telly, I have a wank. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Plus, m- my opinion is that you know, people say, oh, you're no proud to be British. I think they're saying, because your granddad fought in the war and stuff. I'm like, but my gr- I believe being British when my granddad was in the war was different. Britain's different. No, I don't believe in the Britain now. I mean, obviously Winston Churchill and stuff were bad people. But when my granddad was in the British army and his brothers and all that fought in the war... Ah, if I was back then, I would be proud to be British. Aye, and get it straight, they weren't fighting because they were 
proud and staunch British. They were fighting an evil. They were trying to stop Hitler. Uh-huh. That was why people went to war. People misunderstand this. Like, the British public did not want to go to war because of how bad the First World War was. If you want to get into, you know, like wars and blah, 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 and are you proud to be British? I'm absolutely not proud to be British. We enslaved the fucking planet. No, like, I there's loads of good things that have come out of that. Loads of progress. Churchill did good things during the Second World War, made good decisions, was a good wartime prime minister, but he also caused the Bengal famine, which was a deliberate thing that, yeah. you know, killed millions of people. Why would we want to whitewash that? Like, I think that's a big problem is that we want to think that shit doesn't stink. And just because now in 2022, we look back and we go, oh, wait a minute, we made some mistakes. And actually, nationalism is how they managed to get away with it by wrapping themselves in a fucking Union Jack. Mm -hmm. That's how they did it. Churchill was married to a socialist. Yeah. To fucking Falkirk. And I I did not know that. Called Kath Duncan, who was a mad, mad leftist. So... If you want to talk about, you know, like his values and blah, 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 like it's just all painted in a way to get people, you know, like worked up on both sides, either yeah. us getting annoyed or, or them being able to be like, I'm proud to be British. Why are you proud to be British? It's a question yeah. I say to everybody when I hear that. And they're like, I'm, I'm proud to be British. How come? And it always usually is like, um, because you're not. Um, it's like, because your, your dad tell you, your grandpa tell you, man, think for yourself, for fuck's sake. But, Aye, to get back to what we're talking about, you know, football and blah, blah, blah. I genuinely, my brother was a Rangers fan. That guy's my family. It's my nephew's dad. I love that guy. I feel bad for him. Give him a bit of banter the day. But if they're heartbroken, like friends and family like that, kind of feel a bit bad for them. Um, but I'm ecstatic that they didn't do it because they've been getting shoved in their fucking faces for like, you know what I mean? Oh. The next however long. I've got a lot of friends and family that are Rangers fans and obviously, I mean, some of the videos that were on Twitter last night, did you see that wee guy literally eating the pavement, screaming? No. It was pretty fucking... I mean, it's funny, but <laughs> it was horrific. It, his team just lost. He's outside a pub and he was lying face down in the pavement, just full-blown screaming, like, in agony because Rangers mm-hmm. lost. And he's punching the pavement and all that. And I'm like, fucking hell, Do you know what causes that, man? I was thinking about this this morning on a a sort of serious note on it. It's their hubris, mate. It's their arrogance. See, like, in the build-up, you see all their pish about, like, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and this is going to be a way bigger achievement than what Celtic's done and blah, blah, blah. That's their problem. Like, see if they're humble Mm -hmm. and thought, you know, Frankfurt put Barcelona out. Maybe we'll get beat here. Maybe we should go into this going... They're no shite team and blah, 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 and have some realistic expectations of like, you know, I'm proud of where my team has got to here. We've got to the final. That's an achievement in itself. And if we win it, it's a bonus and blah, blah, blah. Instead of their arrogance and then you see the devastation because they expect to win it. They had that one. Mm-hmm. But my pal's a Celtic fan, right? And my pal was worried. He's like, Rangers are going to win this. And I was like, mate, they're not even past the semi-final yet. Do you know, understand how complicated and how difficult this competition is you can't i mean who would have thought barca would have lost you would have stuck see if you were a gambler and you looked at the last five teams and barca were there you'd have put 10 grand on barca that's how fucking mental these competitions are and everybody's like art rangers are going to win it they fucking disposed of barca they bet who else did they beat they fucking pumped a couple of good 
teams. Who, Frankfurt? Aye. Ah, aye, definitely. So mate. even last night, see if you were a neutral, I think that game was shite. The first half was shite. It was like a game of chess. And then, uh, but some Rangers players, uh, like we spoke about this before the podcast, some of the Rangers players were fucking oh, brilliant. Uh, Bassey was incredible. Obviously, a Rebo done brilliant. But it's not even that's not even his position. Aye, you know what I mean. So, so the the two of them are world class as much. I thought as, the boy Lundstrom uh, as much as it fucking pains me to say it, because um, he's wee fucking smug face at Celtic Park. Um, <laughs> he had a game. Thought uh, Tavernier was good. Um, thought Kent was good as well. I mean, for that that extra time. That ball was in the back of the net. I don't think he could have done anything different. You know, nah. like they were talking about maybe didn't clean, hit it clean enough. Like, he fucking he got it on target, point blank range, in a split setting. His run was perfectly timed. I don't think he could have done any more. Yeah, keeper pulled off a great save. Defender put him off a bit with a, a good tackle. You need to get to the other side. Sometimes it's not about your team being shy or doing something wrong. Sometimes the other team are actually fucking good. When you play at that level. That's the stuff that you lose. Game inches, mate. Aye. Game inches. Um, I don't think the penalty miss could have happened to a better player, though. Because, just because of the pure fanfare of them signing a has-been. Who's Cut. never really actually achieved much in his fucking career. He's played for some great teams. You know, Arsenal legend, probably played for Juventus. What's the cunt one? Nothing. You know what I mean? Barely anything. And he doesn't give a fuck. All the Rangers fans are devastated. He'll be back to Juventus or he'll go to he another looked, team. He looked pretty fucking, he looked pretty bad. Um, I, I think they, I think you just, you feel, you'd feel guilt, wouldn't you? You wouldn't, yeah. you, you're a professional football player. It's a lottery. Penalties are a lottery and you lost a lottery. You're going to sit and greet her losing a fucking lottery. No, yeah. but at the same time, when you look at all the people in the stands and you're looking at your teammates running about you and you're thinking, fuck man, I've let these people down then. I think naturally you're not going to feel great. Um, now they're all pretending that Saturday means something, but, you know, well, I don't know about their fans. I've not seen anything for them. I, I don't think they're kidding themselves on, but obviously McCoist, Van Bronckhurst and um, Tavernier were out again. You know, we need to go and we need to do this on Saturday. It's meaningless, like, yeah. really and truly. Like, the last time they went to Manchester, they won the Scottish Cup the Saturday after that, and I remember all their fans being like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So they're kidding themselves on to try and have some something positive at the season. But um I mate, I'm I'm right there with you, mate. I was purely yes <laughs> last night. And I don't give a fuck. Like what Lorraine Kelly thinks about it. Fuck her. I'm disappointed that you're not supposed to be a Dundee United fan, you fucking madman. I believe in a football um, fan. Tell you a funny story about my dad. See that Rangers midfielder, John uh Lundstrom. Lundstrom. Uh, he was getting an interview. <laughs> he was getting an interview once, mm -hmm. and my dad done that. That Swedish cunt's for Liverpool. Because <laughs> <laughs> his name, Lund I, my dad thought he was Swedish. Oh fuck's sake! He kind of looks a bit Swedish, right. doesn't he? Blonde hair, name. His name? Ah, uh, he, he must. He must be no fee. You know, he's not scouser. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Um. There's, he must have been another one that came through at Liverpool or something like that. Eh? Aye. But see on that guy Bassey, mate, he nearly retired five years ago. He got turned away by like four or five different youth academies and was going to pack it in. Honestly. So I think that's why the guy, because what the guy's undoubtedly 
you know, a, a good football player, he's of a certain standard. But what I like about him is his energy. Yes. Yeah, he fucking runs his pan in. Built um, like a brick shit. And his strength. Aye. Yep. So that, that comes for grit and determination. Yeah. Um, and I think he's the rejection in early life's probably done him well. You know, you look at guys like the, that guy that came for Chelsea to Celtic under Brendan Rodgers, and it's like, this is the next big thing. Chelsea are already paying him like a hundred grand a week and all that. Where's where's he? Yeah. Where the fuck is that guy? You know yep. what I mean? Aye, I, I must say Bassey is a good player and if he didn't play for Rangers, you'd be like, get him at Celtic. Aye, but that's a rocky story, that. I think they'll sell him. Aye, I, I think, think that's like some. a rocky Balboa story. Rejection and then... Uh, but aye, he's a great player, man. Mm-hmm. But what about... I mean, what unapologetic Celtic fans... How do you feel this season went? What was your summary now that the season's done? I don't think we've ever spoke about really much other than uh, Postacoglu getting blowjobs for G-Ross. Like, that's right, okay. Of... We're going to talk about football on the podcast. This is episode 28. I think we've done all right to kind of go this long to no talk about it, but fuck it. We're having a conversation. I love Ange Postacoglu. I think he's got that likability thing about him. I think he's a special... This is a moment as a Celtic fan that you can look back and think that was a this is a special moment like a Wim Janssen type of thing mm-hmm. that will be remembered in history like he's got everybody in the palm it's the same again right it's it's when Rangers think they're going to win the UEFA Cup and they've not even got to the final yet when Ange Postacoglu came in they totally wrote him off I'm not talking about Rangers fans I'm talking about Scottish media Everybody wrote him off. Mm-hmm. Even some Celtic fans, who's this fucking idiot? He's not going to achieve anything. And see that he proved them wrong. Like, so it was kind of karma in a way. And the biggest rebuild that I've ever seen as a Celtic fan, I can't remember a rebuild. In like one that. season, even Jansen's rebuild was what? Five or six players. I, like, I don't remember a rebuild as big as that at Celtic. Yep. Um, same again all the Asian players came in before they even kicked a ball they were all shite they're all tiny they're not strong enough and then you know Kyogo has shown the world that he's world class even weird things and all like Anthony Ralston I know I says Bassey was like a rocky story but for fuck's sake man Anthony Ralston's a rocky Balboa story Mm -hmm. he went out and loaned to Dundee United and he couldn't even get a game and now he's He's that good. He's got the... What's his name? Juranovic? Juranovic. He's playing fucking left-back because... uh, At times in the season, for sure. I think Juranovic... I was talking to one of my mates the other night and obviously you trust Postacoglu. But I I liked the balance of the the team when we played Ralston and Juranovic Uh rather than Juranovic and Taylor. But I think Juranovic has all round a better player, but Anthony Ralston's ball into the box is fucking caviar, mate. Like, um, I'm, I'm with you, mate. Like, I, I'm actually, I'm one of the, I didn't write off Postacoglu, but I wrote off the season. Uh-huh. I wrote, I wrote it off in the sense that I thought it was going to take him two seasons, at least four transfer windows, maybe three or four, three at best, four or five at worst, to assemble a team in his mould. But do you know what it really, it, it's weird when you see like parallels and seasons like Seville 
um Celtic gone you know like all that sort of stuff like Seville um 2008 we won the league at Tannadice we won the league at Tannadice they get beat in a UEFA Cup final and then we're playing a Scottish Cup final the same <laughs> week the parallels are crazy like the Vim Janssen parallels um I just it's weird how football works like that but it reminded me it was like a mishmash of like Janssen and O'Neill because Janssen came in brought in a load of players obviously brought in Larson and Burley who were hugely influential Jonathan Gould and Stefan Mahe and Mark Reaper, who were also... Well remembered, by the way. Oh, mate, I've got an encyclopedic memory of football for, like, 1989 through to... Maybe about 2004, 2005, when I started, you know, taking gear and drinking all the time and stuff <laughs> like that. But, um, and, but the reason I'm saying the parallels with Neil, the improvement that's happened to players that were there already is incredible. I mean, who could have predicted that Callum McGregor would get better. He's already a player that's like quoted as like, he could go and play in the English Premier League. Um, but no, he's, he's your Paul McStay. He's replaced Scott Brown. We yeah. haven't missed Scott Brown this season. Who could have said that? I, I was like, we've lost our captain, our leader. We've lost Edward Christie. That's two like really high quality players. Mm. Um, as much as Christie sort of split, split the support and stuff like that. But, who would have thought like that we would have I, I, that's why it's so good Aye. it comes back to the the arrogance of the rangers support like you're saying they're expecting it they don't get it they're so disappointed uh -huh. you're not expecting anything you get it you feel like you've been handed the fucking world you know what i mean like yeah. but posta coglu as a man this is what's most impressive for me he seems like such a fucking humble guy yeah and also it's a it's a unique combination of humbleness and ability because usually people with ability confident he's confident but he's also very humble he done his talking on the park until yeah. it was done and then he can come out and be like i fuck these cunts that fucking underestimated me but i mean see any media outlet that gives boyd Derek ray fucking who was that bobag with the red face that used to play in goals like fucking Aye. alan brazil yep Pay them for an opinion on football. Get them to fuck, mate. They know nothing. Yeah. Idiots, man. See, if you look at Postacoglu's record, he's always won. He's yeah. always been a winner. That's why I'm saying that I didn't write him off, but the the time scale to rebuild that squad, I thought was a, a, a year-long, maybe two-year-long job. But gobsmacked at the job that the guy's done, mate. I and agree with super you excited for the future when it comes to like Celtic. You I, know what I mean? I agree with you there, mate. And I believe that, see, when these journalists all kind of pile on and say that, at the start of the season, this is Celtic, we're going to finish third. I genuinely believe that, see, when you say something like that, like, we are going to win the FA Cup and you're mm -hmm. not even in the final yet, I honestly believe that you're doing something to the universe. It's like you're cursing yourself. And it was like you're cursed because that result last night, I was like, how fucking... Unlucky. It proves you that manifestations are a load of shite, mate. <laughs> Aye. How unlucky is that? But, like, it's almost like God didn't want them to win. God's a Tim. <laughs> anyway, some <laughs> some good news with the footballing world. Uh, I mean, that's good news as well. Probably half everybody's going to stop listening to this podcast now. But uh, some good news. Blackpool football player came out as gay. Mm -hmm. I, felt, I found that incredible but also very sad as well mm -hmm. um what was his name again jake daniels jake daniels so like jack daniels wee brother 
He plays for Blackpool. Uh-huh. Right, so it's 2022. I found it very sad that it's got to 2022 and it's took that long for somebody to come out as gay. Mm-hmm. Um, we really live in a world that that shouldn't even be in discussion. Like, right. I would never expect anybody to say, what, you're straight? Like, the, the gay thing should never have that response either. You shouldn't even care about somebody's sexuality. 100% agreement. 100% so agree. I found that quite sad. I think what's sad about it as well is that the reasons why these guys won't feel like they can come out is because, like, I mean, one, I think maybe the first, like, Justin Fashion, ended up committing suicide, mate, because yep. of the abuse that he got for being gay and being black. You know, I think it's yeah. been, what, probably a, a combination of both, right? I don't think it's... We can just be like fucking it was because he was gay. I'm sure the guy get racially abused as well. But um that guy's brother patched him and everything, man, when he came John out. John Fashion. Aye, mate. If you watch the documentary, the Justin Fashion, I think his daughter or John Fashion's daughter, somebody made a documentary with the BBC about it. And it's so sad to see yeah. the reaction. John Fashion didn't he patch him? I think he distanced himself because he thought it would affect his media work. It would affect his job and, and stuff like that. Aye. Maybe, maybe no. If I'm remembering that, Ryan, apologise. You know what I mean? No, John Fashion is going to fucking hear this, but um, I think that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. I mean, you consider that, you know, the statistics flying about what, anywhere between 9 and 15%, depending where you're on the planet, of men are gay. And potentially how, how many? 9 and 15% of men. Wow. Potentially up to 20, if people, you know, were being honest with themselves, are at least bisexual or gay. Where I feel are, like this is a dig. Kidding on. No, but where are the, <laughs> where are these 15, 90, 15% of men in sport? Aye. UFC, baseball, basketball, soccer, football, whatever. Uh-huh. They don't they, they don't come out. And I think it's because well, I think it's because they know that it will get used against them. Yeah. Um, and that's a real fucking shame, I'm with you, man. It's sad as fuck. Yeah. But the press of been going on about this and they they didn't ignore it but um, there was a guy that left a English championship team I think or maybe Premier League team to go to MLS an American guy and, the re- and when he came when he went to the MLS he came out as gay wow. and he cited that he didn't think that it would have been accepted in England and he didn't want the abuse so he actually told you why so I think that's even sadder yeah that it's not just sport it's also the country, like people that live or work in England as professional sports or as media people don't feel like they can come out as gay. I mean, think about it, mate. Where's the actors? Where's the gay actors? Yeah. Anybody in the public eye? There seems to be a lack of gay representation and I don't think it's because there's not gay people. I think it's because they don't they don't want to come out because they, they probably feel like it will ruin their career or yeah. they'll start getting abused on the street or whatever, homophobic attacks and stuff like that. I think that's the saddest part of it. Yeah. But Jake Daniels is a fucking legend, mate. Yeah, good on and him, man. he's getting balls of steel. I, it's just, I do feel I'm happy. I'm happy that he did it. Uh, I just feel sad that that has to be done and I just hope it's not... Um, I hope he's remembered for being a football player and not as the guy that came out as gay because I'd like to see him go on and have an amazing career and not have this shoehorned kind of thing 
that the media is going to, that's the gay guy. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just let him play football. It's the same with Celtic. I couldn't give a fuck if like Callum McGregor or whoever was gay. Did they play for Celtic? Are they good? That's all. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's like, all that matters, mate. Aye. Who they are as a person, that's all that matters. Are they a aye. good person? Um, and other than that, what does it matter? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, can we not pass this? I know. Can we not just go over this? Like, people are gay. Aye. Get at it. Fuck mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? But I'm sure, I mean, statistically, if we've got a 20 man squad, two or four of the guys are gay. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see them encouraged to come out. Um, obviously, there's there's nuances to that. Maybe you know, people that are gay don't pursue a, a a career in sports or whatever like that because they don't feel comfortable. And maybe, but statistically speaking, if what I said in the English Premier League, there's a couple of hundred of them. Um, I remember the moment I lost my faith. I, I was never really a faithful person anyway with religion, right? But, I remember the moment my brain just did that. This is a lot of shite. I was a young guy and I was in church and there was like a priest standing talking and he must have been in his late 80s and he he looked like Gollum. He actually looked evil for a priest uh to be in a church. He looked evil. One of the ones that they've moved. Uh (laughs) Aye. And he started talking about gay people and homosexuality, right? And there was a group of young people there as well. I think they were a pro-life group. Right. Like all these young kind of Christian people. And I was sitting there and this uh, priest started talking about gay people. And he literally said, what's the mad homophobic shit that they say? It's Adam and Eve. It's no Adam and Steve. Mm -hmm. And I could feel not only me, but see the young team, they just, you could feel like energy just leave the room and I no words get said but I felt like everybody was like he's a cunt mm-hmm. and for that moment I was like fuck this place man I'm done Aye, I man. know I, I've got a gay auntie like I'm not gonna be uh like I'm not gonna name her mm-hmm. I know she wouldn't mind but she lived her whole life in a relationship with a guy and had the guy was an asshole she had kids and then, you know, she went and get married to a woman. She lives on a farm. She's like semi-retired. Mm-hmm. I think she buys antique cars and does them up and drives about this fucking farm. Right. Living her fucking best life, right? Love In love with a woman because she's gay. And like, people are like, she alright? It's <laughs> like, no, mate, you're the one that's got something <laughs> wrong. Like, you're right, mate. Like, people just like, live your best life. Be what you want to be as long as you're no harming anybody else. And for anybody that is like on the opposite side or anybody that would think that there's something wrong with that, you need to take a look at yourself. Yeah. Because there's something wrong with you. If you think that I see that like religious dogmatism about like pure, oh, it's Adam and Eve, no Adam and Steve. Do you realize that Adam and Eve didn't actually fucking exist? Yeah. Creationism has been disproven get over it, the Bible, you may as well just wipe your ass with it, other than a bunch of fucking stories that, you know, point you in the right direction and how to live your a moral life. It, it's all parables, it's all just wee stories that people made up, like, yeah. people that are like, no, but I believe it's, I believe that was real. Like, yeah, really, man? 
fuck I, hate, me. <laughs> I hate the argument of like show me proof and then it's like it's faith and i'm like do you know what i don't mind people being religious right i know like i've got some muslim mates see if you were to talk about religions out of all the religions like see scottish muslims i respect that faith i like the way that they live their life but see the cat the, the catholic faith where like abuse no even talking about the fucking elephant in the room the abuse right take don't even talk about abuse even nuns were fucking horrible bastards like back in the day you they used to leather fuck out people mm-hmm. like nuns i mean i don't have a problem with people having faith i don't have a problem with people celebrating that faith uh-huh. celebrating traditions i don't have a problem with people being catholic or you know i respect that i actually like super respect that um but what i what i've got a big problem with is organized religion because uh-huh. you know the, the all they are is been taking money out of communities and siphoning it off upstairs it's like a fucking pyramid scheme like the catholic church is like an mlm like mm-hmm. a multi-layered marketing fucking concept and i i have got a big problem with other people telling you that their faith and their religion is the proper one Aye. like the similarities between it all are startling and yes. if you can't see that if you don't know what horus is you don't know what the sun gods were and what rises in the, the the east and sets in the west and blah 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 you know like and fucking the summer solstice and the winter solstice and all these things and how christmas and christ and all like come on to fuck man like yeah. with babies they, they need to be baby like babied through life like this like um i get that perhaps in a bygone age people needed it and maybe in 2022 there is still a section of society that needs their faith yeah and i respect people that have got faith don't shove it down people's throats and the organization of any sort of organized religion has done nothing but really and truly like steal money and give people an excuse to do terrible things to people historically so i don't buy into it i'm with you mate like um i do not buy into it one Mm -hmm. but um and i man but that's not an attack the thing that i see on twitter when people talk about this it's like people like oh but you're attacking my faith and it's like no i'm no like Mm. i'm expressing my opinion yeah and so what about my faith like what if i believe in you know oh but no that's hilarious like scientology's hilarious or that that this religion's hilarious like mormons are that's ridiculous how can you believe that yeah it's the same concept it's just that your book's a couple of thousand years old yes and theirs is a couple of hundred Aye. but there's no fucking difference to it yeah. so but if you want to get into like a, a logical argument argument about sort of like organized religion or like the bible and stuff like that like i would read the bible and i have read passages of the bible i think there's a lot of fucking really good stuff in there that tells you to love tells you to care for other people um but it's when people use their interpretation to try and tell people how to live their life we're seeing yeah. that happening right now in america where they'll try to basically control women yeah through no letting them have abortions and then you've got these fucking idiots outside the sandyford trying to shame women in scotland and glasgow in 2022 yeah using religion as a fucking tool as a battering ram to fucking shame people yeah shove it up your fucking hole like you live your life the way that you want to live your life yeah don't tell other people how to do it like it just doesn't work either it's so ridiculous and if you know you prey on vulnerable if that's your game then you can fucking get to fuck yeah. as well 
But we spoke about that last week in the podcast about the Sandy Ford people. Uh, uh, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. It's evil. Especially like you were saying, we live in 2022 and for a woman to make that decision must, I don't even know what that must feel like. Mate, you want to hear something fucking ridiculous? And I'm saying this off the information that I have got off the social media. So fact check it, whatever. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong again. Um, I'm wrong every day about all sorts of shit. But see, if you rape a woman in Texas, you get a $25,000 fine. No, two hundred and fifty. Something like that, right? Two and a half thousand dollar fine. See if you abort that baby, you go to jail for ten years. That how can that be? We need to check that because that sounds mental. It, it, but well, not we'll surprising. Aye, but that that is something that I read that if yeah. you rape a woman, you get a two and a half thousand dollar fine, potentially up to two years in jail, or a two and a half thousand dollar fine if you abort that baby you can face up to 10 years in jail with a $10,000 fine. That's disgusting, man. America's fucked, mate. The world's fucked. Well, the world's no fucked. Like, these are... The, the good news is, is that Texas is a fucking speck of dust on the planet, really. And the people that are pushing this, like these two guys, out of a city of a million people, they're a minority. They're uh -huh. a hyper minority. Um... These guys like Mitch McConnell in America, these old people will die soon. Like they're they're a dying breed. This is why they're clinging on for their life. This is why they're trying to get the change back. Like turning the clock back, you know, like let's go back to a better age. Um mm. where men rule the world. Like really. bringing shame to the Connell name. How dare he? Mitch McConnell. Yes. Oh, well, it's still Connell, I suppose. I it, shall but, not be um, associated with the, that. These people, these people with these ideas, as we've seen, it's maybe not going at the rate that we would like. But these ideals will die with them. Yeah. Like um, they're becoming fewer and fewer. We just need to bide our time. Hopefully, we see it in our um, lifetime where we break free of like religious fundamentalism. Yeah. But um, these types of people as well. And this is the same with other religious people. Are very quick to point out the flaws in the other side, the fundamentalists in the Middle East or mm. wherever. You know, um, especially amongst you know Celtic supporters, like they talk about the fundamentalists in Israel and what they're doing to the people in Palestine, which is absolutely right. You need to take a look at yourself as well. You need to make sure that your own back garden's cut and nice before you start fucking pointing and screaming about the other side. Yeah. So, and, you know, I know that these guys outside the Sanford, Sandiford are not Catholics. Like, I think... Um, I they, believe in population control. <laughs> do you? <laughs> you and uh, <laughs> the to Royals? To a certain extent. Like, see these people outside the Sandyford, they mm -hmm. should get clipped like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, they're not shagging them. Let, <laughs> let them live their life, let them be normal, right? But the only thing is, they get their boss took off them. And that's it. You're not allowed to have wins. Mm -hmm. you're, you're not allowed to breed. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> <laughs> your opinion makes your podcast you can say what you I want i hope he's fucking know that that was a joke aye that was absolutely a joke so uh what, 48 minutes mate 48 minutes right okay well considering we'll, we come in with fuck all i think we've done really well yes we have um by the way quick quickly where the fuck has will smith disappeared to that's weird isn't it talking about weird re aye, religions mate. and all that i think that. he's Probably taking the advice of his public relations manager and keeping his head down. I think um, the Johnny Depp and Amber, Amber Heard stuff has just 
completely shocked the world, I think. It's getting juicy. Um, and I think it's just made a... It's just made the Will Smith stuff totally irrelevant. Yeah. Like, it was a storm in a teacup anyway, like, yeah. really and truly. There was, I mean, even we spoke about it. Disney set a good precedent for people going up and thinking that they can go up and hit stand-up comedians. Yes. But it's not like we've seen the domino effect happen and people are storming the stage at the comedy store. Dave Chappelle hit it. The guy got lettered. Yes. Fair play. I think that's a warning to everybody. Like, you're not Will Smith. You'll get yeah. fucking leathered. You'll get done. Um, this I mean, isn't I a cartoon, baby. He, that guy's got a bodyguard that would fucking tear you limb for limb. So it's like, I go and try and fucking jump on stage. Has he been jumped before? No, I'm just saying, like, yeah. it shows you what happens. Like, you look at the comedian on stage, and if it's somebody that you think you're going to get notoriety by going and attacking, they'll probably get security kicking about somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I've met there. Sturgeon before, Nicola Sturgeon, and she had a bodyguard in the background. And I just remember thinking he would kill me, man. 10 seconds. He wasn't even that big, but. There was just something about him. I'm like, he looks different. He's called cunts. He's Dude. he's took lives. Aye. Probably be ex army, ex SAS. Aye. Like these guys go into private security. No, they get paid no a lot massive. Of money, get paid a lot of money to do that job. No mate. massive, but he was just built different. Like I looked strong. Like a James Bond figure. Right. Like that type of guy. I like fucking Jason Bourne. Aye. Looked thick. Like could just I mean, I would have smashed him. I would have just grabbed that pen and fucking done him. But you ever seen that scene in Rock and Roller? can't remember that he's have you ever seen rock and roller the guy ritchie movie i have i he fucking stabs a guy with a pencil that's oh. like his weapons just get like a wee pencil that he keeps behind his ear it's genius really i'm gonna rewatch that because i've not seen it in it's years. a great movie mate it's a great great movie um and it predicted a lot of like the russian involvement in london and i outed it didn't he predict it was mm. already happening Um, there's a lot of stuff like that but do you remember when neil lennon got attacked at tyne castle yes the guy that was hired by Celtic to be his bodyguards, a guy I know, Kev. Oh, right. He's an American guy. He's seven one, and he used to be a, a security guard in Virgin Megastore, right? And that's how I knew him. <clears throat> and he took a shine into me. I'm sure you. I'm sure you realize most people that meet me take a shine to me. I don't. I yeah. just. I don't know. Likeability. I, I. I'm a like. I'm maybe a likable character until you get to know me. But he used to come and see my band. When new starts would start, he'd be doing the security briefing and Virgin Megastore would be like, you need to go and see Big Paul's band. He was just a really fucking nice guy. There was one day in Virgin Megastore where he caught a bunch of wee guys stealing and they would have to get somebody to come down to the security office and sit in with them because you couldn't be in there alone because there were minors and blah, blah, blah. And I walked into the, this is how mental this guy is. I walked into the security office and he had them in stress positions. Oh my God. And I was like, Kev, you can't do that. Um... And one of the wee boys' dads and uncle came down to Virgin Megastore with blades and he just stood in front of him and just opened his arms and was just like, go for it. Stab me. I don't give a fuck. Holy fuck. And the two of them just turned around and walked away. In the middle of Buchanan Street. So that's the level of people that become people's bodyguards. Like, they're not afraid. They're not scared of something different in their head. When he came back in, we were all kind of like, you're mental, what you're doing? He was like, mate, I grew up in New York. Like, if that was New York, that would have been a gun and then I'd have been scared. He's like, but I'm not scared of a wee guy with a knife. He's like, they were never going to do it. And they didn't, they shot it. Wow. Because a big guy just stood in front of them and went, see if you're going to stab me, hurry up and do it. See if no, turn and fuck off. That's crazy. Do you know, it's weird the, the, how people like that are both different. That made me think about my uncle. My uncle used to be in the army and he stayed down in Berwick. And I remember I went down to stay with him for mm -hmm. a summer, right? And it was six weeks during the summer holidays. And uh, there was these, I can't really remember how it happened, but there was a group of youths that were walking past 
and one of them said something cheeky to me and see the fucking just the way like I was scared but my uncle was just like in this fucking zone of I just remember thinking he could probably kill every single one of them with his better hands mm-hmm. like they just don't no fear mate no fear no emotion nothing man like mental aye always, good to have a guy like that as your backup oh for sure mate I always that's the way my dad was you know I've spoken about my dad a lot in this podcast always like my dad was my hero and, and my fucking bully all at the same time but um, that's the way my dad was mate my dad had no fear he wasn't scared of anything he'd be like jail be fine see the way like if I think about what's your worst nightmare my worst nightmare personally it'd be like got to jail got to Berlin get to fuck homelessness get to fuck do you know what i mean like getting attacked by a group of people like get to fuck my dad didn't give a fuck mate he would just be like it's not as bad as what you think so he used to always say to me see no matter what you're afraid of it's not as bad as what you think yep i've been stabbed i've been jumped i've been all this i've been all that he's like it's not as bad as what you think i've learned that through sobriety by the way it's it's not bad like any any problem that you've got in your life any you know, if you're a dad and you can't see your kids, if you've if you're homeless, if you've been in the jail, it can all be fixed. I know people that have been in the jail that have like, you know, ten years in the jail and now they're like motivational speakers. Like, you can fix your shit. Like hundred percent, mate. As as low as you can feel, there's always a way out. Uh huh. If you really want it, yeah. If you want to do it, like, see if you want to do it. You can, it's weird, isn't it? Like, I'm I'm forty. And are you actually 40? Well, I'm 39. 39. Right. I'm fucking, I'm in my 30th year. I like to say to people I'm 40 because it shocks them. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, you don't look 40, man. You know, 40. And I'm like, oh, thank you very much. And I get my wee dopamine hit for the day. Um, <laughs> but if I was to think, when I think about myself and I'm like, sometimes I have this sort of thought of like, I'm not as far down the road as where I would like to be because I started again at like 33. We work, relationship, everything, moved, sold my house, everything started again, everything just took a grenade, threw it into my life, blew it up and went, right, I'm starting again. I'm going to rebuild something that actually I want rather than this fucking life that has basically I've just went with. Mm-hmm. I just let it happen. I didn't really plan any of this and didn't feel good about any of it. So I get rid of it all and started all again. And when I think about myself, I, sometimes I have this thought of like, I wish I had done that earlier. Yeah, but also when you're talking there, I'm thinking if somebody went to jail at thirty and come out at forty, they've got their whole life ahead of them. They can do whatever they like, start a business, like blah, get married, have kids. They can do what they want. So it's like you're right, mate. Like I could do that again right now. I could be like, you know what? I don't like this podcast you're doing. I don't like being a therapist, and I don't like where I live. I'm going to start again. I could do that, and I could, you know, quite successfully build another life. There's just. But you, I don't know, man, it's the fear like that stops you from doing that, isn't it? Like that yeah. sort of fear of like, oh, but what if I fail and oh I would fuck up and it's just like, what if you do fuck up? You know, what's the worst that's gonna Evening. fucking happen? And you go back to what my dad would say, see, even if you do fuck up and your worst case scenario plays out in front of you, it's not gonna be as bad as what you think. Exactly. Everything's got a you can look at a negative for everything, like People, even with me, when I was started to rent, people are like, ah, but you've not got a mortgage. And I'm like, aye, but who gives a fuck? I need my own space. I can't, I had, I was renting before I moved back in with my family. 
I can't live with my, my family my whole fucking life. I need my own space. I need to work. I need to go back into having a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's became negative now, living with my family. It's mm-hmm. not having a positive effect on my life. I had a wee honeymoon period at the start, and obviously you're helping your man da pay bills, and it's nice to fucking, you know, make dinner for your man or that. But mm-hmm. after a while, that wears off, and people look at you like you're a failure for renting. You're like, wait a minute, like... To be able to rent anyway is a, an achievement. 100%. Especially in bills, these mate. fucking uh, times. Ah, for so. sure, mate. You should absolutely get yourself on the waiting list for affordable housing. Yeah. So, like, these houses that they're building run at uh, Finiston, the Scottish government are doing it. There's a big, massive complex of housing getting built down at Belgrove train station where the abattoir used to be. Yeah. It's all, like, privately funded half privately funded, half Scottish government funded affordable housing for people and and they desperately want people that want one beds. Wow. Because it's all two beds and stuff that people want. You should get yourself on that, mate. I'm going to get myself on that. Um, How long have we done? An hour. Enough time for maybe one more story? Absolutely, mate. Is that all right? Aye, for uh, sure, mate. Uh, this is a kind of... Uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have covered it, but it annoyed me on Twitter recently. Um, when a cover of a magazine, uh, it was an overweight model and the response the picture had was everybody was fat shaming her, fat phobic. Was this the Jordan Peterson? Yes. Right. Aye, let's talk about this, mate, because... Did you see it? Did I see the photo? I did see the photo and I seen the tweet and I seen the response. We can get into this a wee bit. So if if you've got Twitter, just Google it and you'll see it, right? See, first and foremost, right? See the woman. I would full-blown eat her shite on a piece. I mean, who the fuck does Jordan Peterson think? See if I stayed with her. See if I stayed with this model, right? Swear to God, if I stayed with this model and I was sitting at a dinner table with her, see halfway through my dinner, see if she done that, put your dinner in the bin, lie in the flare, face first, down the flare, take all your clothes off, you're not going to eat for the rest of the night and I want you to sleep on the flare, I'd do it. I'd be like, yes, mistress. I'm sorry, mistress. How can I live here? <laughs> Absolutely, mate. How Absolutely. can I be better for you, mate. kind of mistress? Jordan Peterson has never been near a woman of that stature. And we're, and we're judging her own looks, right? Because uh-huh. that is what's happened. Jordan Peterson and... People of the world, some people of the world have looked at this woman and made a snap judgment on her based on how she looks. She's on the cover of a magazine. That's really what she's there for, right? So I'm going to do the same thing. I would suck farts out her asshole, mate. She's stunning. Like that, see to me, people go like, what's your type? Vagina, right? That's my type. That's what I say to that. Like I am a red-blooded heterosexual man that likes women, right? I've had... I've been, I've went out with redheads, blonde, brunette. I don't care. I don't have a type. I like people, but sexually I'm attracted to women. Yeah. She's, mate, I would, I, I think yeah. my response is like, she's gorgeous, mate. Like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. I would love, I would love to be in that league of guys that yeah. would get to go near or get to be with women like that, right? Um, But to stop subjecting her, into going to the, the sort of point. Jordan Peterson looks like a fucking vampire. Yes. He look, and he cries, right, mate? Um, I'll send you a video. I have seen that guy cry about how people are rejecting Jesus in their life. Like, and he's talking about, 
And also, he ate nothing but meat and salt and water. That was all he consumed for a year and ended up in hospital. And he wants to talk about people promoting an unhealthy lifestyle. Get out of yourself, mate. Like, for fuck's sake. Like, this guy is just the epitome of bad ideas. Like, he's a he's a horrible person masquerading as, like, a nice guy. He wants to be, like, I'm a nice guy. Yep. Here's how you... I'm a psychologist. Here's how you should live your life. Uh -huh. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck off. Like, put yourself in the fucking bin. Yeah. There's a, mate, um, there's a quote for his book, Maps of Meanings, right? Where he talks about that he had a dream that his gran was masturbating in front of him, trimmed her pubic hair, fashioned it into a brush, and then rubbed it in his face. He put that in a book. What the fuck is he eating before that, uh, bed? <laughs> bananas, mate. Uh, bananas and cheese before bedtime. Wow, man. But this is a guy that wants to now come out and be like, you know, be a commentator of society and tell us what we're doing wrong. And yeah. you're like, mate, you need, to, you need to get back on the meds or something, man. I don't know, man. Like, you need I, something. I agree with that. Do you know that it's a really common thing for people to have opinions on your weight and your appearance? And it's obviously a thing that's affected me my whole life. I'm surrounded with people that project their own problems. Their own insecurities. I and it's very common that it's always somebody that's fat, you know. It's a morbidly obese person telling me that I need to go to the gym, that I need to eat healthy. But see, when I do get fit and healthy and lose weight, they don't say anything. So that's their problems. Uh, but mate, I spend a very substantial proportion at early therapy sessions convincing people of what you just said there. Like when they start to go, his mum said this, her mum said that, my sister said this. I just suspend the sort of process and I go, I want you to just let's go through every insult that you've ever had and tell me who the person is and what they're about. And I'm always just be like. What, what do you think that is? It's just projection. Projection. Psychological projection. Because you take it you take it as an insult. Take away the feeling of being devastated, right? And look at it. You've got somebody that's fatter than you telling you that you need to lose weight. Even if but even if it's somebody who has lost weight, uh -huh. they are still projecting their insecurities onto you if they're having a go at you for being bigger. Yeah. They've become fat phobic because they hated their previous self. Um, they feel superior to other people and started to love the smell of their own arsehole because they've lost weight. Whoop, they fucking do. You can count calories and you can get, you can go and get steps in or whatever the fuck you do. And now they want to go about telling people who re reflect who they used to be, how disgusting they are, really and truly. Yeah. Um, and it is psychological projection, mate. And it happens almost, I would say, when people are insulted or. When somebody has a go at somebody, I'd say it's in the high 90s and the percentage of like what homophobic politicians who are using rent boys. Yes. You know, it's like psychological projection. Uh -huh. It's the union shadow. It's like what Carol Jung called the shadow. They hate, they hate it so much about themselves. They don't understand that. So when they see it in somebody else, they attack it. And it's like a double standard. They can't fix it in themselves. So they think that if they project it out onto the world, it will somehow fix them, yeah. like in a cyclical way. It doesn't work. I had a beautiful moment. I remember it felt like revenge. A family member spoke about my weight and I nipped it 
instantly in the bud. And I said, do you know, anytime somebody talks about my weight, it's always somebody that's a fat bastard. <laughs> and they just, just pure. instantly <gasps> shut up. I don't know. It's never anybody normal. It's never somebody that works in a gym. Or I named a couple of cousins, my cousin boxer, Nathaniel, or my, my army family, who are like, you know, 12-pack monsters. Mm -hmm. You don't get that for them. It's for somebody that's a fat, smelly bastard <laughs> that doesn't eat healthy, that doesn't go to the gym. And they're, they're always the people that uh, talk, talk about weight. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point that if it wasn't hurtful, it would be comical. Aye. So why do you think? Let's let's do this as like a thought experiment. Peterson loves a thought experiment. We should clip this for TikTok, <laughs> by the way, and just tag Jordan fucking Peterson on this because he's a prick. Um, hmm. What kind of psychological projection do you think he's doing onto that woman? Uh, that's hard because. I really don't know. I think he would never get to fuck a woman like that. All right, okay. and he despises the power that that's got on him. Yeah, that's what it is, mate. Yeah, he would never ever be able to get with a sports illustration, illustrated model, you know, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And it fucking eats away at him inside so much so that he feels the need to try and shame her by saying you're 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 um, advocating for an unhealthy lifestyle. So are you, Jordan. Yeah. Plus, What's your excuse? Yeah. Plus, she didn't look unhealthy, man. She looked like a fucking size 14. Aye. See, if you go, I loved, I loved Twitter's response where people were throwing all the depictions, Michelangelo's fucking beautiful statues of voluptuous, beautiful women who yeah. are healthy, who yeah. are made really like in that sort of sense of like you know going back to that that were really there bearing children yeah you know what i mean like that's why they've got big hips guys are attracted to big booms big boobs and big bums yeah psychologically and john peterson's an evolutionary psychologist Aye. so he wants to pick and choose when he wants to be like well you know look at the crabs and look at nature for the hierarchy and capitalism reflects nature yeah but then when something like that triggers him he doesn't understand it. It just shows you that he's unhinged. He doesn't understand himself. Unhinged. And you shouldn't listen to the fucking guy. Yeah. Now, I always say this about Peterson. His books are great. Mm -hmm. They're multi-million selling bestsellers, 12 Rules for Life and 12 More Rules for Life. They are bottom of the barrel, basic psychological fucking trop tropic advice. Get up in the morning and tidy your room. It makes you feel a bit better. Clean I've environment, heard that a million clear. times. I, but it, it's so true. It's so true. The army's been doing it since fucking inception because they know a bit of discipline makes you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Planning all these things. But don't listen to this guy's ideas in society and how people uh -huh. should live because he doesn't live a well-balanced, loving life himself. He sits and cries on camera about Jesus. Like, he, yeah. he looks like a fucking vampire. I wouldn't be surprised if the guy dropped down dead a fucking heart attack because of stress. Yeah. Like... But I tweeted that, I tweeted and I said every single person knows that being underweight or overweight is unhealthy. I don't need some fucking weirdo bastard that I've never met before in my life commenting on my weight or a family member commenting on my weight, especially if they're a fat, smelly cunt. I I'll listen to my GP though and when my GP tells me I'm unhealthy and I need to lose weight, I will do that. Mm -hmm. I've actually lost weight. I've not been weighing myself, but I feel like I've lost weight. 
and I feel healthy, mm-hmm. even though I'm still overweight. So it's a process, it's a journey. Uh, I don't need people that are no experts talking about my health. Like, mm-hmm. they don't know anything about it. So shut the fuck See up. See if somebody's happy and they want to fucking be fat, mate. It, get, it comes back to a lot of what we've been talking about today. Love your life, man. Yeah. Don't, don't listen to people. Like, that's going to take 10 years off your life. I could spend the last 10 years pushing and shit myself in a fucking nursing home. Like. See if it means I'm 10 years away for you, I'll fucking take it. <laughs> ah, honestly. And mate. plus, see, the thing is, like, I'll go out and I'll do a 10k walk, and then this fat cunt's like, yeah, when are you going to the gym? I'm like, when are you fucking going to the nah, gym? Aye, mate. That's not really aimed at anybody specifically. Aye. That's just, that's like 10 people in my life. I know it like sounds that. very reductive and very simple, but when people have digs at other people, it says more about them than what it does about the person that they're having a dig about. The person yeah. that's take, having the dig should realise that, one, the person's getting an agenda, they're trying to upset you, uh-huh. um, and it shows that they are not a nice or hel- happy, healthy person themselves if they feel the need. Uh-huh. Nobody that's happy, healthy, and balanced has pot, like, pot shots at people like that. Yeah. If somebody's genuinely concerned about your health, right, they would take your side and go, listen, man, I'm not saying this to upset you, right? You're my pal. I don't want to do that, but I'm worried about your health. It's yeah. you're, like you're, I'm seeing these, and this is the things that I'm noticing. This, this, and this. Not just people. When you gotta go to the gym? Oh, you've gained a bit of weight, haven't you? Yeah. No shit, man. We've been living through a fucking global pandemic. Yeah, ball bag. Like, I living through a global pandemic when I don't want to live anymore. Like when I started this podcast, I wanted to fucking kill myself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't drink alcohol, I, I turn to food. So I was abusing my body and my mind with food and unhealthy habits because I wanted to fucking die. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And then you get some stupid cunt that does that. Putting on a weight, Bobby boy. And you're like, obviously there's a reason behind it, you stupid cunt. Mm-hmm. I wish I was like that guy, <sighs> Darren Drozdorf. Puke. <laughs> it could just like vomit on like command because it just walked down the street and somebody be like, ah, you put a bit of weight on, just go bleh, just vomit on them. <laughs> uh, how long have we done? An hour and ten, mate. Right, an hour and ten. I think we're going to wrap it up. Also, want to apologise. There's some roadworks happening outside. They won't hear it, mate. Where they not hear it? Nah, That's I doubt cool. it. Don't say anything. Doubt it very, very Aye. much. Well, that's a wee apology if you can hear it. Look, I really enjoyed that podcast, mate. Me too, mate. It was a good chat um, between two pals that are confused about their sexuality. Me more so. I was going to say you more so, but me more so. I claim to be a red-blooded heterosexual male. Um, I'm blue-blooded. I'm part of the monarchy. I'm kidding. Uh so we'll wrap it up in that. I'm trying to see me fighting. Did you see me fighting the urge uh, there to say something, to say something. horrific? Uh, but we're going to wrap it up in that. I just want to remind you that I've got a tour coming up. Um, I've got about 10 gigs happening. Uh, Glasgow's selling really well, but I'm, I'm doing multiple dates around Scotland. It's called Thank You For Being My Friend. I'm going to be doing over one hour of stand-up comedy. I've been a stand-up comedian for over 10 years, probably fucking 15 years, so I'm no shite, right? I'm Bobby for Scott Squad, you might know me for that. I do panto and stuff, but stand-up comedy is my thing, and I'll be getting a support act as well. So if you like this podcast, if you like my chat, if you like Scott Squad, come and support me do live comedy, and 
uh, you're essentially keeping me alive. So thank you very much for that. Um, I want to do one last shout out to the sponsor, Alan Argue as well, a legal firm based in Glasgow. So if you're struggling, if you need help, if you need advice, get in touch with Alan. I know him, he's my pal and I trust him. And uh, one last thing as well, I do the coffee app. So if, you, if you've been enjoying the podcast and you would like to buy me a coffee, it's £3. All that goes towards this podcast. So, or it will buy me a can of Monster. So your help is appreciated. I also want to thank everybody that's uh, commented. There's constant comments, constant tweets and DMs. It means a lot. It genuinely means a lot. If you want to get in touch, if you want to speak to me about the podcast, feel free to, you know, drop me a DM. I'll get back to you as as quick as I can. It's, it's very kind and it's appreciated. So you can join us next week for episode 29 and uh, never, never ever forget that I love you bastards with all my heart and my soul. <laughs>